Hi, this is Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group. Have you ever wondered how you could be like one of the guests I speak with on Market Edge, representing some of the most influential brands in the Fortune 1000? It's all about what you know. One way you can be in the know is by downloading the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Here you can listen to every episode of Market Edge, plus sample their large library of radio programs that are sure to expand your knowledge. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app today, now available in the iTunes Store or in Google Play Store, and get your marketing edge. Business is changing and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, now, please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years, and Chief Executive Officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge, Glenn Engler. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today, I'll be talking about sales strategies in the digital age with Jill Conrath, the author of two best-selling books, a popular speaker and consultant who helps sellers crack into new accounts, speed up sales cycles, and win more business. Jill's first book, Selling to Big Companies, was named by Fortune as one of eight must-reads for sellers and addresses a major sales problem that continues today, how to set up meetings with prospects who'd rather avoid salespeople altogether. Her second book, Snap Selling, Speed Up Sales and Win More Business with Today's Frazzled Customers, was named one of the top 10 sales books by Small Biz Trends and was awarded a silver medal at the top sales awards in 2010. As a B2B sales expert, Jill's expertise is frequently featured in top business media such as ABC News, Success Inc., Wall Street Journal Startup Journal, Entrepreneur, and the New York Times. Her newsletters are read by over 100,000 sellers worldwide, and her blog was named as one of the top 50 sales and marketing blogs for 2012 by Top Sales World. Previously, Jill worked as an account executive and sales manager at Xerox, where she first found her passion for sales. You can follow for Jill, and I highly recommend it, on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Jill Conrath. That's K-O-N-R-A-T-H. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Jill. Welcome. Hey, th- thanks for having me, Glenn. It's fun to be here with you today. So you're a very busy woman between writing best-selling books, speaking at events and seminars, serving consultant for Fortune 500 brands like IBM and United Healthcare. Take the listeners through a day in the life of jail, if there is such a thing. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that there's a typical day in the life because it really depends on if I'm traveling with my clients um, and speaking at their meetings. And, and right now, a day in the life of Jill is very quiet because I booked out a couple weeks to be working exclusively on my next book that's coming out. Aha. Uh-huh. Can you So it tell really, us really is dependent. Okay. Pardon? Um, sneak peek on what you're working on, or is that to be determined? Oh, no, it, it, yeah, I can gladly tell you what it's about. Now, I don't know if my publisher is going to keep the same name, though, because they always have the right to change it, but it'll be a book called Chewing Rocks. And Ooh. what it's about, I know, doesn't that sound painful? No, I like it. You got me. 
<laughs> it's actually um, a sto- it's based on a, a story. I was actually in uh, South Africa a few years ago, and they were talking on the safari about uh, how elephants lose their molars multiple times in their life, and it's a very painful process. And to ease the pain, they chew rocks. And it takes two years for them to go through this process from old molars falling out and new ones coming in. And I went, oh, my God, I have chewed rocks so many times in my life. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. So I thought to myself, well, I mean, that's such a wonderful metaphor. I actually wrote about it in my newsletter at that time. And I had more people responding that, that said, I'm in the midst of chewing rocks. I am just starting chewing rocks or I've just finished chewing rocks. And so really... What the book is about is how to increase your time to proficiency in your sales position. So it's all the advice and ideas that I have on how to shorten the time it takes for you to get in a new sales job and to get good at it, whether you're um, an existing salesperson who's been doing it for a while but now has something new to sell, or whether you're a new kid on the block who's never done any sales. Sounds like a must-read, and everybody, whether you're in sales or not, um, those skill sets are so necessary. Uh, in in the your I think it was your second book, the Snap Selling. Um, yeah. One of the one of the things you talked about was everyone's strapped for time, increasingly difficult Ooh. to land the meetings with the big decision makers. What are some tips for the listeners about capturing the attention on these big accounts? Well, first of all, I'd just like to say that most people really never stop to think about it if they're a salesperson, what it's like to be on the receiving end. Mm. And and if they look at themselves, and if you look at yourself, Glenn, when you're going through your phone message, where is your finger? Going through my... You're going my through your phone message, where's your, phone, where's your finger as you're going yep. through your phone message? Probably on, on the, the delete, delete button. button. Yep. Yeah, bingo. And when, when you're going through your emails quickly in the morning, where's your finger? Yeah, completely. You're delete. ready to delete. Yeah, right. because we are so busy these days that we really... Um, we really take a, a perverse pleasure in deleting people as fast as humanly possible. And so we're automatically programmed to go through our messaging and, and read as little as we can or listen to as little as we can and make a quick decision. Are we going to continue listening to this person or not? Are we going to yep. you know, delete them into oblivion? And so that's when we take a look at it from our own perspective, we see just how time-sensitive we are and how we just make such snap decisions, which is what snap is about, snap decisions. And, and what I did when I, um, when I realized what was happening, how quickly people were making decisions, I actually said, what is going on here and what do we need to change? And I found that people were, were evaluating messages on four criteria. And they were taking these messages and they were literally in just the shortest possible time deciding, is the message simple? Do I get what this person is saying or is it complex? Is my head spinning? Because I, I don't have time for complex. Yep. Uh, so that's one decision. And then if you imagine that like on, a, on, a, like on a, a line and there's a fulcrum point where there's like a tips, the, yep. uh, the fulcrum point is like way at the edge. It's right by, it's got to be either really simple or I don't get it right now. I can't right. handle it. You know, and, and then the same thing, too. You're listening to sound. Does this salesperson sound like he or she would bring value to this conversation? Or do they sound like every other salesperson who's e- emailed me or phoned yep. me today? And that's a quick decision. I mean, and, yep. you know, you can tell right away if it's the same old message. Hi, Glenn, this is Jill Conrad calling. I'm the account executive from blah, blah, blah. We specialize in blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, that's 
delete, delete, and as fast as you can on those messages. So you're literally listening to see if the human being on the other end of the phone has value. And then the third thing you're listening to is if they're aligned with your, your key business objectives. So you, as a decision maker, are sitting there going, here's, here's what's on my plate. Here's these things that we're focusing on accomplishing. These are our key performance indicators this year. I need to get this kind of stuff done. So if I don't tap into that right away and align what I have to say with what you're trying to accomplish, you don't want to listen either. Yep. And then the final thing you're listening for is, is it a priority? Because even if something is aligned with your business objectives, if it's not a priority today because you've got some other fire to put out, you might just delete it just because it's a bad day. So the reality is we need to think of, of keeping our message as simple as possible, making sure we sound like an intelligent human being who is aligned with their business objectives and focused on a priority. Now that has to be done you know, on the phone maybe in 20 seconds and, and in a message and maybe three or four sentences. Right, right. So, so we have to get right to the point. So, right, we talk a lot about, uh, certainly within our agency, but um, with our, our clients in the world of content around that elevator version and the crisp, simple message. So oh, very similar, yes. and to your point, even more so, critical. Critical, um, yes. So what, uh, along those lines, what's one of your favorite client stories or successes where you've gone and you've, you've spoken or you've shared? What's a, what's a story that you always turn to of, you know, you can take a deep breath on those bad days and say, I remember when. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in terms of my specific clients, I mean, I get emails all the time from people who have read my books or been in my programs telling me about specific situations where they've been shocked that just by changing their message to some of the things that I recommend, that they actually got a response. I mean, the fastest person that got a response was in eight minutes from a CEO of a company. Wow. Wow. Eight minutes. That's crazy. But that that message was, you know, that well-researched, it was highly targeted, it was, you know, shrunk down to exactly what was necessary, and it really spoke to what was important to that person at the time. Um, but, you know, on a more global scale in terms of the organizations that I work with, uh, one of my clients, that, what I really try to do when I do workshops is go in and focus uh, the people in the workshop on, they have to come to the workshop with one account they're trying to get into, one decent-sized account that would, yep. if they landed it, would be a big deal. And then they have to do research prior to coming into the session. And so what we did during the session is we actually focused on how do we create um, a campaign because, it's, you know, in marketing you need campaigns and sales you need campaigns too because it's taking 10 to 12 touches to get a hold of somebody sometime these days. And um, within two months of the program, 85% of the people in this class that I had done um, had landed meetings with some of the biggest companies in the nation. And in some cases, these were companies that they'd been trying to get into for years. Wow. That's yeah. fantastic. What a great stat. So there's a a lot of people out there that claim to be able to help folks with this topic. And you have a really powerful track record. What's the secret sauce? What's the magic besides your crisp story and engaging personality just that I can tell in uh, about 12 minutes on this interview? <laughs> <laughs> what's the magic? I mean, I don't know what's the magic with me. I'm just, I'm just a pretty outspoken, you know, person and, and, um, and and I and I suspect it's partly because I've had to change my whole approach as well. 
And hmm. and literally, I mean, I, there was a period in my career a few years back when I had a couple major clients, and both of them came under pressure from Wall Street at the same exact time. And I had been booked out for five months in advance with, with these clients on multiple projects that I was working, and suddenly I had nothing in front of me. Hmm. And, and, and both of them said to me at the same time, you know, hang in there, Jill, hang in there. You know, it'll come back, it'll come back. And at first you do, you know, because you've worked with, I mean, I'd worked with them for so many years. But it never came back. And then I had to go to market again. And I had been rusty in my prospect skills because I'd been living with these major clients for a long time. And suddenly nobody was answering the phone. All the calls were rolling to voicemail and nobody was getting back to me. You know, so I went, oh, my goodness, I am over the hill. You know, I'm past my prime. I'm not, I'll probably never be successful again. And my husband actually said to me at one point, he said, are you ever going to work again? And I said, <laughs> I know it was that bad. And I said, I think so. <laughs> um but what I did finally when I, you know, and, and it's, it's rather embarrassing if you're a sales consultant to not have any clients. Um, there's a certain irony in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and when you, people say, who are you working with? And you kind of, you know, want to go, well, nobody right now. Nobody's answering the phone. Uh, so I literally had to go back to the drawing board and say, what is it going to take to work to get this, you know, thing going. And I realized it was a problem that wasn't just mine because I started talking to people. It was a problem that was epidemic. And everybody was really struggling. And so I literally went back to the drawing board and spent a whole lot of time working on crafting messaging that worked. And, and then, first of all, crafting messaging that worked for me, and then crafting a duplicatable process that virtually any company could use, given the methodology. So I think I have a huge amount of credibility because I've been there. I've had right. to change my own behavior. Right. Um, I'm not just teaching it. I mean, I've felt it. Um, your phrase about nobody wants to hire a sales consultant who doesn't have their own clients reminds me of my old uh, contact lens eye doctor who wore glasses in the uh, in, in the exam room. And I at one point yeah. looked up and said, hmm, maybe, maybe I have to do something different. Um, so yes. what what was interesting to me, you've, you've worked in a lot of different industries, healthcare, IT, B2B, hospitality. How do you yeah. think about some of the industries that are most advanced in sales strategy, strategies, which are, what's an industry that pops in your mind? Technology pops and business services. Why is that? Um, they're, they're more amenable to new ideas and, and to change. I just think just overall, um, you know, technology companies, their whole world is always changing in many cases. Yep. But, but I do think that it's not every technology company. I mean, some technology companies have a very mature sales organization. And, um, you know, they're kind of like I was a few years back. You know, they've been doing it the, the old way for a long time. They've got their existing customers in many cases. And, and growing um, or going outside and, and adding new clients is something that they're not really good at. But overall, I would just say that um, most advanced, I mean, technology companies are, are clearly out there as are the yeah. professional business and professional services firms. Interesting. All right. Well, I got a bunch more questions, but we're going to take a really short commercial break right now. Please stand by, and I'll be right back with Jill Conrath and more of the conversation. Market Edge will return in just a moment. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. 
We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. <laughs> Aim clear. Brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the <laughs> Algo. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine. WebmasterRadio.fm presents the Shoe Money Show. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from Welcome contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Show me the money. On demand, anytime inside the advertising channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Trying to crank in the cash. For sales, guidance in the seminars and, and industries. Talk We're a little bit more about market how you the best and brightest voices and digital and marketing some of the new only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Glenn Engler. And you know, what are some of the challenges and then what are some of the opportunities through some of the things like I know you've talked about LinkedIn and, and other tools. Yeah, I mean, I just really think as much as happening with all the new um, social media, you know, platforms that are out there and the different ways that people can find and share information, reach people, research people, etc. I think uh, for many people, it's still in its infancy. And I know I speak and work with a lot of sales organizations, and I'm really quite surprised at how how many people are clueless as to the potential that's out there. Or, you know, I mean, like LinkedIn, let's just say that, because that's probably the biggest professional tool out there right now. Um, When I go and work with a lot of organizations, I, I, you know, look at the people and I ask how many of them are using LinkedIn for this or that, and, and I'm surprised and I, then I started looking. I mean, I got to the point where I started looking at people's profiles before I'd go in, so I'd have some idea. And for the most part, they're, you know, they're stuck in the mindset that LinkedIn is a is a resume, you know, job hunters website. Yeah. You know, and and they've got these profiles up there that look like they that they're they're out there looking for a job. I mean, it's really what it looks like. Yeah. And they're horrid. Um, and what they don't realize is that that their customers are googling them today. And, and, you know, they just are clueless in terms of, I mean, they'll Google their customers, but they're clueless that, on the other hand, they're being Googled in return. Absolutely. And people are checking them out. And so I sort of got on a bandwagon about some of this stuff, you know, specifically going after LinkedIn first, because I think it's the biggest opportunity for salespeople to have an impact right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a post um, called uh, Cracking the LinkedIn Sales Code. 
And yes. um, you, you talked about classifying users into top sellers and others. What were the attributes that made the top seller click? Yeah. Well, that ebook that you're talking about is based on a study I did of over 3,000 salespeople. It was widely promoted online. I have a huge database, and a lot of people took the survey. And we had, by the way, over 500 people add comments on the wow. survey about how they were losing using LinkedIn too. So we had a tremendous, you know, response from asking these questions. But what we were looking for, I mean, we, we weren't exactly sure at first what we were looking for, but as we got into it, we were looking at what are the people who are actually getting value from LinkedIn doing differently from the people who aren't. And we identified a group of top, what we call top sellers um, based on two criteria. Number one, they they were having a good year in sales. I mean, you can't be a top seller and not have a good year in sales, but secondarily, yep. they attributed much of their success to LinkedIn, and they were okay. getting lots of business via LinkedIn. Now, that was less than 5% of the people that took the survey, which clearly isn't very many, but it's kind of equates to what I see out there. Yep. And what we found, I mean, we had probably, I think, 35% of the people that were getting some business or, you know, something, LinkedIn was helping somewhat. And then a whole slew of people, 55%, said LinkedIn isn't doing one blasted thing for them. Hmm. Yeah. So what we did is we said, what is this top seller doing differently than everybody else? And, and the statistics were really pretty profound, if you want my opinion, in terms of what they were doing. Um, their whole mindset was fundamentally, fundamentally different, the top sellers, and they had literally incorporated LinkedIn into how they work. They weren't just dabbling with it. It was a part of their prospecting methodology. Yeah. And they were very strategic about what they did. I mean, they targeted people on LinkedIn. They looked them out. They went after them. They, they spent a lot of time looking for um, – looking for different ways that they could build off of what they discovered about this person yep. online. Yep. And then leveraging that to create a conversation with them. And it was phenomenal how much time they spent. I mean, they were spending about an hour a day, a little bit more on LinkedIn. But again, it was part of their prospecting. Right. So, so it wasn't that they were wasting time. It was that they were using that time very productively. And yep. they were actually, in many cases, circumventing the traditional channels of connecting with decision makers, which was, it, you know, wow. <laughs> it's so interesting hearing you. And, and obviously, um, we're completely immersed in the world of social. So that's uh, right. That's natural. The fact that our clients tend to be chief marketing officers and their their marketing teams, but it is amazing to me how powerful that added knowledge of connecting with with folks and looking for something as simple as you know over dinner or having a, a chat over coffee or while you're waiting for a meeting and there's the connection of hey my kid went to X and it, you know I know that's where you went as well. And right. all of a sudden, it's a completely different conversation in the first first 15 minutes, and now it's you've quickly built a relationship as opposed to that business that you're trying to sell or um, a product you're trying to sell. It's just really interesting how you can connect so differently. I was kind of blown away by how, how quickly it changed the conversation. Yes. I mean, I, even myself, and I use it, you know, frequently in my, you know, researching my clients. And I just um, worked with a client, and I noticed that in her past, she'd been a high school teacher. 
And I also had been a high school teacher in my mm. early years. And so um, we were talking about training programs, and I said, well, you know, how did a high school math teacher end up doing this at a software <laughs> company? Which, by the way, changed the whole conversation, and I became somebody she could relate to because we Completely. had a common background, you know. And Let then alone when I being, by, right, yeah, and so so I'm in training these days, and I'm working with grown-ups, not kids anymore. And um, so I explained some things to her in terms of educational, you know, how it worked from an educational perspective. Yeah, and it was terminology and ways that we could use. And oh, I got literally say, yeah. So I mean, I it, it was funny because I wasn't actually the best. I didn't think I was the best person for their company and, and suggested at some point that they talk to somebody else and they came back and said, no, we want you. We think you, you're the best. So it was really, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, it was also, to me. You're also very active on a number of uh, social networks. Beyond LinkedIn, how do you think about using other social platforms to build your brand and engaging prospective customers? I, oh, I think a lot about it, actually. Um, and the first thing I think is where, where are my peeps? You know, where are the yep. people that I want to reach? I mean, that to me is the, the defining thing that everybody has to ask. Where are the people that they're trying to reach? Are they, are they on Twitter? Are they on Facebook? Are they in Google Hangouts? And, and um, you know, my people are clearly on LinkedIn, which is why I personally spend a lot of time, a lot more time on LinkedIn. I've started my own group on LinkedIn. Um, I participate in other people's groups. I regularly post information on LinkedIn, which attracts people to me and establishes yeah. my professional presence. Yeah. Um, but Twitter is also a good feed for me because there's enough people in the marketing and sales arena that are on there too. Now, I'm experimenting with Google Hangouts yeah. and have done some most recently, but I'm not quite convinced that, yep. that my You're people <laughs> are, are doing that. And I think right. what people need to realize is, is that it really is dependent on where the people you're trying to reach are. And if they're in an association forum, that's where you should be. Yep, yep. Completely agree with that. That's really interesting. It's interesting your perspective on Google Hangouts. We certainly see that a lot, that there's some fantastic uses for it, not necessarily replacing some of the other um, mechanisms right. and platforms that are out there. It's um, another venue to, to get your message out there and to yeah. share it with people. And, and I think... You know, I, I really think that we need to look, all of us, every business really needs to look at how they can, you know, be bigger than they are without a huge amount of effort. You know, and sometimes some of this stuff isn't a huge amount of effort that can have an expansion of our right. footprint that makes a big difference. Right. So if you're standing up in front of the graduating class of 2013 and they are um, sales professionals in training about to get their diplomas, um, to use the phrase around <laughs> commencement time, what's your one or two key words of advice for that class? My one word of advice. <laughs> this is one my mother used to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you ask that question that way, it brings it coming back. Um, I remember I mean, sitting next to my mother at <clears throat> hockey games when I was in eighth grade, and she would yell this word out as they were, as the the, the high school team that I was, we were all cheering for would be passing the puck to the wrong player, you know, the other team, and she'd yeah. yell out, "Think." Oh, <laughs> go, good one. And I just want to cringe, like, "Oh, mother, this is yeah, a football mom, why game, are you doing or, that? Uh, a hockey game, you know." <laughs> Don't say that. But it's so funny because as I look at all this stuff and, and I look at today's buyer, we cannot have sellers just racing out there, you know, running, yeah. splattering. 
I really believe that, that success today is based on thoughtful, you know, strategies. And it's based yeah. on slowing down and not passing the puck quickly. It's based on slowing down and stopping, like, who am I trying to reach? What's of issue to them? You know, what do, what do, what research do I need in order to understand enough about them that I can connect with them personally and then professionally and how to craft messaging approaches, et cetera, et cetera, to, to that, that shows that I'm, I'm, I'm an intelligent person who can contribute value because yeah. I think that's what they're looking for. You know, they don't want to change vendors, but honest to God, they really want more intelligent people on their team who are Absolutely. thinking for them and bringing them ideas and insights. So to me, it's about really thinking. I love those those four criteria as well. So great phrases for listeners between you've heard in the last uh, 25 minutes or so, phrases, chewing rocks, perverse pleasure. What else do you get? <laughs> Where are my peeps? Think. And you can you can hear Jill's mom yelling, think, across the ice. So just before I let you go, one of the things I like to do with the guests is have just a really quick speed round where I get to tap into their their brains as uh, marketers, salespeople, consumers. And there's no right or wrong answer, but it's literally like I, I throw out a, a, a trend or a technology that um, you're undoubtedly familiar with. And, like, first thing that comes to your mind. Really simple. Okay. okay. Now, this is scary. You need to know. No, no, no. Not scary. So, <laughs> so okay, here's the first one. It's a test or something. You, you, you can, can pass, by the way. Go ahead. Just say pass if you need it. But So, the, the whole idea of daily deals, like a Groupon or Living Social or something like that, what do you think? Fun. Okay. How about the, idea, the category of mobile commerce, buying stuff using your mobile phone? I love it. Ooh. Okay. Why? I know. Simplifies my life. Simplifies ah, okay. my life. Mm-hmm. I'm all about simplifying Great. my life. Okay. I don't have to leave home to do it. And can just quickly, <laughs> you know, you give me a quick and easy way to buy, yep. I'll buy more. Okay. What about the whole trend around like these quick videos, like a Vine or a Snapchat, something like that? I'm kind of a newbie on that stuff. Okay. Um, and lastly, those wonderful. Uh, QR codes that pop up in a variety of places. Any thoughts? Potential. Okay. It has the potential to, to do some neat things. I, I someone think it's said in it infancy. Could, it, it could be used well, perhaps not on the side of the bus driving down the street is a little bit interesting. <laughs> that <laughs> one, nice that one feels dangerous. It. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right. I want to thank you, Jill, for being my guest today. And thanks to everyone in the audience for listening to today's conversation. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Glenn Angler or on my blog at www.glennangler.com. Visit www.webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern time on Tuesdays to tune into episodes of Market Edge. For Market Edge, this is Glenn Angler. And I'm out.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.